Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From the Newsroom. Reporters and editors from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette step from behind the keyboard and in front of the mic to offer insights on stories they're working on. From the Newsroom, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. I'm Executive Editor Dave Nordman, joined as we are every Monday by sports editor Jim Wilson to talk a little high school football. How are you, Jim? Very well, Dave. How are you? Jim, first question everybody want probably asked you is, uh, how'd you do in your picks last week? I mean, look yet. I don't know. It's, I, it's, uh, at this point, you sort of know, you have a good feeling. I know I picked a couple of losses in the playoffs, so... That's how that shows how good they are. I think there was a lot of toss-up games, but so, so I know starting in D three, I, I I pretty sure you had you predicted a St. John's victory over Doherty. I believe I did. And uh, so talk about uh, talk about that game and uh, and what we're looking forward to in a D three championship. Was, you know, it, I thought I was high on Doherty all year. I thought that, I thought it would be a game. Uh, St. John sort of uh, sort of ran them over in the first half. I think that they went up big early, and I think they had the starters pulled in the third quarter. Uh, it was a pretty good statement win, 55-14. 55-14 is a pretty politi- yeah, that's, uh, it's a pretty it, politically correct saying they got they got yeah. they got defeated. I think they know the uh, the uh, the nice touch was the at the end of the first half. I think Doherty scored late. You know, it's like okay, they're gonna make a game of it. The second half, and like six seconds left, Eamon Dennis scored a long touchdown run. They got the two point conversion at the end. That's just uh, you know marking their territory, I guess. I think St. John's came to play. I think um, the biggest thing, I'm going to get credit to St. John's, the biggest thing early in the season was their defense. Everybody was sort of ragging on their defense. Uh, you know, the, how they were they were just basically playing Madden games. They were just letting the other team score, get the ball back, score on them. Uh, we're going to talk about the game coming up with the uh, Shepherd Hill game, which is like, a, you know, they put up over 120 points between them. Uh, but the defense, the last, last couple of weeks against good teams, they allowed 14 points to Doherty and, uh, and seven points to watch choose it. Uh, they're making big stops when they have to, and that's that's I think that's a big been a big difference of why St. John's is in the final. And, and talk about Shepherd Hill because not to say anytime Shepherd Hill is in a championship game, it's, it's a surprise because they've been a great program for a long right. time. But uh, knocking off Wachusett, I think surprised a lot. Yeah, of people. I think Wachusett. They were I think they've just been playing well. I, I talk about them every week how they don't really have a star player; they have a bunch of really good players, and I think that's when they're most dangerous. Uh, but Shepherd Hill. That defense stepped up. Uh, you know they, they were able to be, you know, take you know edge edge out Wachusett for that final. Uh, that sets up a really good re, uh, rematch against St. John's. A lot of people have been looking forward to this one. I don't know at this point in the season if it'll be that sixty-three to fifty-two game we, we saw Week Five. But uh, I mean, you look at what what Shepherd Hill was able to do to St. John's. They rushed uh, five hundred and forty-four yards and ninety-four plays. Uh, Eighty-nine. They they carried the ball eighty-nine times. They rushed for over five hundred yards. Uh, that's you know they had Nate Cooper and Gabe Dos Santos both went over a hundred yards in that game. Uh, they had eight backs carry the ball, so that's a balanced Shepherd Hill team. I think you know obviously with that double wing offense, it's not like Shepherd Hill's going to come out and run the spread you know and surprise people on it. Uh, that game will be at eleven o'clock in the morning on Doyle Field at, uh, at well, uh, on Saturday. So if you're the Shepherd Hill coaching staff looking at this St. John's final, are you thinking to yourself? Um, 
we got to try to outscore them or we got to play a lot of defense because I'm thinking that, you know, like they're thinking we gotta, we've got to score 45 points here to, yeah, win, to, mean, win, to win the game. I don't think – I think what Wachusa tried to do a couple weeks ago against St. John's was keep that offense off the field. Yes. And they were able to do that, but the problem is when they get the field that Iman Dennis or somebody would run for a 60-yard touchdown. Or, I mean, I know Dennis last – the last time he against Shepard Hill, he, I think he ran back two kicks for touchdowns. He had five touchdowns on the day. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a you know a uh, I, I'd rather squib kick that ball all day long you know than, than let him touch the ball and make something happen. So I think they've you know that, that Shepherd Hill coaching staff is is talented enough to learn. And they've been watching the film for the last two weeks just in case they they meet them at St. John's. They want to learn from these mistakes. I, think I mean we've seen these St. John scores every week, and I guess my point is. Um, can you hold them? On, That's, I don't think you can. Can you hold them? I don't think. I don't think any team in St. John's has that kind of defense. To sort of put a put a net over. You know. Okay, fine. You you put a you, you slow down Dennis, but Brunel comes out with three touchdowns. Or, you know, I think they have they have the talent to sort of make that happen. They have two Division One players on their roster. I think that's. Uh, that says a lot to what options they have. So I think they're waiting for a breakout game for something like that. So um, so one thing we know for sure, it's probably going to be a shootout at Doyle Field. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if we'll get to that same sort of uh, you know, point total where I think we're approaching Central Mass records, but I think it's going to be uh, – I would be surprised to see like a 21-14 game on, uh, on Saturday. I yeah. think that both both offenses are really talented. I think Shepherd Hill's offense is, is, is good enough to sort of break down that St. John's defense. But then again, I thought you know I thought Dory would score more than 14 on him. So. Yeah, I mean – Make, making the twi- uh, quick transition from Division Three to Division Four. In Division Four, I think somebody you're going to expect a defensive battle. I mean, you've got a, uh, a Fitchburg team which has been riding its defense most of the yeah. season, and you've got a you've got a uh, you've got a Tantasqua team uh, whose defense has come come along. You yeah, know, they make, have made great strides. They're one of the more well-rounded teams, I think, at Central Mass as far as a solid defense, I and mean, they're able to contain a lot of good teams. Uh, their offense is uh, you know good. We talk about Ryan. C- a lot, and I think uh, you know Liam Gore and Dominic Brown are, are, very, are playmakers in their own right. Um, this is another rematch. Uh, Tantasqua beat Fitchburg 17-10 week two. I and, think you'll see a lot of that same. I mean, it wasn't like you said; it was a defensive battle. They weren't, right. you know, they weren't trying to. And nobody, nobody, nobody predicted that Fitchburg would shut out Neshoba in a Central Mass semifinal. Yeah, I mean, to hold I, Neshoba scoreless for. I think I picked Fitchburg to win, but I didn't think it would be a shutout because I right. think I think the show, like you said, Neshoba was too good of a team to. To count on a score, a scoreless game in the final, but they did a good job. That defense has been, you know, a, 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 a hazard for a lot of teams, and I know they, they Neshoba really couldn't get their feet under them uh, all that all that game. That they they scored late in the third quarter, and that was enough to, to sort of because credit to Neshoba, they count they count the uh, Fitchburg to seven points, right? So I mean, that, that would, I mean, they've been they're defending state champions for a reason. They're always in the, they're they basically put a. They save the date for Gillette every year now. That that coaching staff and that team, no matter how many people they graduate, so that's a good win for Fitchburg to get back to where they want to be. You know what? And I look at that game, Jim, at Tantasqua or Fitchburg, and I think I said it last week, but one of those teams is going to come out a Central Mass champion. And whether it's Fitchburg, it's been a long time, and or if it's Tantasqua, it's been like forever, right? right. So like one of those is going to be just a great story. Yeah, exactly. I think I think Fitchburg when they they, they got hot a couple of years ago and they 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 end up uh, winning the Central. Mass title uh, when a lot of people didn't expect him to, and but I think in, in Tatasco, I think you know they've worked hard to get there with with, with you know coaching staff turnover the last couple of years. I think they they finally found their footing. I think that a lot of those younger players are getting getting just sort of blossom into into st- to solid seniors. And like I said, they have a three prong rushing attack or offensive uh, game plan that will be. I mean, they, if 
Fitchburg wants to try to stop on Ryan Sears, that's fine because the guys like Liam Gore will take the ball and have no problem. I think in the last, last game against Fitchburg, I think they had those three uh, athletes. They, they ran for almost 100 yards against them in that game. So I know we're both big Thanksgiving people, so I'm not one to predict victories, but um, potentially – if Tantasco and Shepherd Hill both win this weekend, what are we going to be looking at? On, what know, are we going to be looking if, at if on I Thanksgiving? Was coaching, and this is the, <laughs> this is for another podcast because I I hate this playoff alignment. I it uh because uh, I think if you do have Shepherd Hill and Tantasco playing at Gillette, you might be seeing that with the chicken bowl. Do, game. do you just roll out the I, JVs? I, I think it's one of those great. I think you play the seniors for like a play, get them, make them play on Thanksgiving. So I think it's still special, right? Which is why this anger, this whole playoff thing irritates me because I think Thanksgiving is should be a special thing for Central Mass. It's been going on for a hundred years in, in a lot of areas, and I think you know having just, that, having that, you yeah. know. The, just having that, you know, like even the guy that can't watch Northbridge, he, he didn't play a starters last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm just looking at those two, uh, those two matchups in D3 and D4 saying, wouldn't it be something if you had two, you know, Super Bowl, you know, uh, you know, you know, playing teams yeah. me- meeting on Thanksgiving? I can't remember the last time you had that where yeah. you had two teams both going to a. Both going to a, I mean, you have, it, it's, it's happened. Uh, I, I, I want to say, yeah. I, it, we say it has happened for a while, but I know I'm going to, after we get out of this podcast, yeah. I'm looking at it. So, oh, it happened in. 2015, right? But where both teams, where like, both teams are, you know, haven't happened to go into their, their their playoffs. But I think, like I said, that's a special game, and to have, but God forbid, mm-hmm. something like Ryan Sears mm-hmm. gets hurt, you know, a freak accident in warmups, or right. you know, the first series of the game, he, he tweaks an ankle. And next thing you know, it's you know, you're. What do we do at Gillette? That's what you want to play. But you want to win the state title. It's hard to have right. an asterisk. Like there. you said, a, a podcast for uh, for probably yeah, well, next Monday. But uh, for now, we're moving right, on with the, with the bye weeks coming up. Yeah. So, so moving on to next uh, next Division Five, a couple of old school like an old school matchup. There. I like this you know matchup. North Northbridge versus Oakmont. You know at Foley Stadium at uh, at two o'clock. That's what I'm kind. Of, I, I was privately, I was kind of looking forward to this. I was hoping this would sort of fall this way, just because I want to see. What you know? What these teams can do against each other? They're very strong offensive teams. I don't think Northbridge has that dominating team like they had in years past, but they're still very dangerous. I think if uh, you know if, if Josh Boyce is healthy, I know he was banged up, and Ryan Ryan Boyce rather, if he was banged up last week in that win over South. Uh, and, and I think if he if he comes out and, and he can he can do a lot of things. I mean, they've been talking about him as like the next best thing at Northbridge, and and uh, when you have a quarterback like that coming around, it's uh, high praise for Northbridge. So. And everybody looks at Northbridge's record. Um, you know they're only like five and four, right? But look at the teams that they've they've lost to. They're still playing. Exactly. I mean, they're, they look at. I mean, Grafton was the only non playoff team they lost to, and that was a fifteen to fourteen loss. I mean, they lost to Valley Tech, and a lot of teams have done that. A very good Millbury team was my pick to go to Gillette. And and and, uh, and Tantasqua, and we just talked about. It. I think and they were in all those games. I think I think the Tantasqua and Valley Tech games were what two, uh, like two touchdown games, but I think they were still in those games, and it wasn't like they were a blowout. So, uh, you know, they think I think Northbridge is very capable of giving Oakmont a, a, a tough time, and Oakmont has two explosive players in, in Ryan and uh, Colton Bosley and Xavier Dean. I think those guys will give Northbridge fits, but. It's going to be tough to you know. This, this is a tough game to predict because I like I like how Oakmont has done. Uh, they've they've played really well. They beat they beat Tingsboro, who was undefeated a couple weeks ago. That was a big win for them to sort of get them back on the the winning track. So and I think the only the only losses are Littleton and Groton Dunspun, and both both those were two, were close games. I think they'd like to have them back because I think there was winnable games for. Yeah, them. and and talk about Tingsboro and moving on. I guess to uh, to Division Six. Um, you know, can they be the team that that knocks off Millbury? Yeah, I mean, both teams are eight and one. Uh, I think uh, it's, it's a tough because Tingsboro plays that mid watch schedule, and they're 
They're they're a central mass team by technicality only, I guess. But I, I think uh, uh, I think Millbury has done as a as a as a, a lot of teams trouble. I think that you know their only loss was to Leicester, and you know that was week three, and that was a one touchdown game. I don't think anybody's played Leicester except for uh, Maynard in overtime. But I think that's a that's a big thing to show they can play with these good teams. I you know it's just who do you stop on Tingsboro? They have. Some great players in Tucker Carmichael, who's a one of those dual threat quarterbacks. He's you know he can rush the ball. He's rushed for almost 600 yards, scored 13 touchdowns. Uh, he's thrown for 1500 yards and 18 touchdowns. I think that's going to be one of those guys you have to spy every play. And does does Milbury have the athletes to do that? Uh, I think uh, you know Justin Huberty is a, is there is a, another one of those dual threat. He's got almost 500 yards rushing and 500 yards receiving, so he can do it all. You got to watch where he's in, is in the field because if he, Carmichael doesn't take it himself, he's probably getting the ball. But Milbury, I mean, you know, we talk about it every week. I think they're, you know, Xavier Robles and Anthony Greenwich. Those are two two guys, like I said, with Tingsboro having those guys you have to sort of mark. I think Tingsboro's going to have to do the same thing with Milbury with those guys. Greenwich gets the ball in his hands every play at quarterback, and what's he going to do with it? And, and uh, if he's going to tuck it and run, he's going to t- t- be tough to stop, or he's going to give it to Robles, who's one of the best backs in the area. And he also leads the team in tackles. So I think he's a, he's, a, he's a premier athlete for right now. You know, I mean, getting off off subject, but, I mean, Division 4, 5, and 6, I'm looking at him like all these like, – it's a good thing they're picking neutral sites here because you couldn't pick more geographical opposites than yeah, Fitch, you got Fitchburg – Tantasqua. You've got Northbridge against you know Oakmont. So you got Northbridge. Yeah, it, was tough, and, it was a tough draw to get the you know final one. I mean, do you, you have three teams in you know in Fitchburg and Monty Tech and St. Bernard's and uh, even Oakmont's more of a North County team. I mean, do you, who do you put at Doyle Field in Lemonster for this whole thing and uh, make it fair for everybody else and try to, yeah, try to um, split the split the defense? You know, like, like Shepherd Hill has to drive past Grafton High and do, uh, fit fully State to play up. Well, at Doyle. you know, I mean, and we're going to talk about Division Eight here in a second. But why would why would the uh, committee put Put um, Monty Tech Fitchburg and St. Bernard's Fitchburg. Why wouldn't they put that game at I, Doyle? I, and, and instead, they sent him to Grafton. Yeah, I don't know if it was one of those, you know, keep it because who do you, where do you, I mean, Kingsborough probably has to play at Doyle because they're they're coming so far. Um, and so you, you sort of have to figure out, it, it, there's no easy way to do it because I can, you can split those other guys up, put those guys at Fitchburg, but then that probably creates other problems elsewhere. Yeah, Why but these don't, don't you think St. John's and, and Shepherd Hill would rather play at Grafton? I would, I would, I would think they would, I was surprised that game wasn't at Foley. Right, or Foley, you know, right? You put that at Foley and, you know, enough of this neutral, you know, you know, neutral site thing, and try to find them. You know, let the people watch the games. I think you're going to draw more people at 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 Foley for that kind of game, where I put Monty Tech and Fitzroy and, and St. Bernard's up at up at up at Lemonster and, and, and make them have a shorter drive. Yeah, I mean, I think shorter drive. I mean, does a lot of things. Obviously, it's great. But I mean, how, how would you like to be Fitz? You know, if you want, you're playing Fitzburg at Doyle Field and having be Tantasqua. I'd be driving all the way up there. That's I, I don't. I think that game should have been a Doyle, or, or I don't know. Is it is that a Doyle? I mean, is it a Foley rather. Yeah, that's where it is. I think that's probably the great, the best place for it. But it's like one of those things that you do you please the fans, or you try to make it easier for the co- the coaches. It's not going to make everybody happy with this kind of thing. Right, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. Well, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I but know, you know what? Let's uh, let's just jump on. You 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 already mentioned Lester, uh, sort of that oh, that, Lester. that juggernaut uh, that this uh, is the game that I'm, they are. But the only the only undefeated team in Central Mass at nine and zero. Um, correct. Yep. And um, and playing uh, playing a Valley Tech team uh, that is uh, that has been rolling. This is the one I've been wanting to see, just because I think they're two great teams. They uh, they played each other in I think week two, and Leicester won twenty one nothing. And that's to shut out Valley Tech. I don't care how many rebuilding years they have or what what seat what year week it is in the season. That's a that was sort of a, a, a 
you know, a testament to how good Leicester was going to be this year. So I think, but that being said, your Valley Tech has been probably chewing on that win for the last eight weeks. I, I think Arch and those guys have been wanting another shot at Leicester to see what they can do. Um, we talk about Leicester with like Dan Merrow and, and, and Jack O'Neill for, you know, with their offense, but that defense has been lights out the last five weeks, I think. I think they've got up just 19 points. They've shut out two teams. And you know those those get those wins are against playoff teams. You know I think those five last five games they've shut out or let one touchdown to Bartlett, Uxbridge, St. Bernard's, and Assabet, and that's really impressive. And and uh, I think in Oxford they they were shut down as well, and they have Sam Wing was one of the top running backs in Central Mass. So I think that has uh, been you know for as much as you want to talk about the, that Leicester offense, that defense has been coming to play the last couple of weeks and. It's uh, you know shutting down Valley Tech. I don't think they're going to shut him out again, but especially uh, JD and Ty, mm-hmm. they're running back. He's coming off a really big game against uh, last week against West Boylston, where they handled West Boylston, a very good team. Uh, he rushed for 279 yards and two touchdowns. So I think he's just heating up at the right time. So that should be a good game to see who's you know it's be a rock fight with just people punching each other in the mouth every play. And moving on to D- Division Eight, uh, we've got Monty Tech and St. Bernard's, and uh, it's just something that uh, every every school from Fitchburg is playing a playoff game yeah. this weekend. You got Fitchburg and D four, and in Division Eight, it's the battle of uh, the battle of Fitchburg. North County Pride. It's um, really uh... yeah. You've got Monty Tech, St. Bernard's. Um, the other two teams in Fitchburg meeting at Grafton High at two p.m. That's you know, Monty Tech. I, I, I that was a, to, to handle Bartlett the way they did. I think that's really impressive because. I'm looking at the Bulldogs this year, and it's like they don't have that signature win. They've had two tough matches, or matchups rather, this season, I guess, when they were Valley Tech and Assabet, and they got smoked in both of them. And granted, there were Division Seven teams, but I, I was I was soft in the Bulldogs because I didn't think they, they could pass a test. And I'm not saying Bartlett was, was a uh, juggernaut, but I think that I, I picked Bartlett. I think they were a solid team, and they beat them by 20 points. I think that's that says a lot to get for them to get to where they are. So they're not they're facing a St. Bernard's team uh, defending state champions yeah. um you know they a lot of Narragansett who was you know I, th- I was really high on them last week and, and uh, they gave 34 30 to get there so so they've got a lot of talent uh coming back or that came back on both sides of the ball and you know you got to think that um it, you're going to have the inexperience of the uh of money tech playing the confidence and and experience of st bernard yeah st bernard has been there before they you know they have a small team but they have you know if they only have 25 players, I think you know 20 of them are going to be really top-notch football players, and that's a testament to Tom Bingham and that coaching staff. They get them ready to play. They got a guy like Tyra Thibodeau, who's going to be you know a thousand-yard rusher. Nico Mancini also up to a thousand yards. He's about 800 yards rushing. Uh, they're going to be tough for, for Monty Tech to stop, and I think. Uh, but Monty Tech must be pretty confident after beating Bartlett. I think that's going to be a, be a good matchup for the Bulldogs. And uh, so th- this point in the podcast where you know I. I I ask you to predict the the winners. And I try to remember them. And you try to remember them five. The same ones. So um, you know, let's just rip them off. Starting with Division Three, you got Shepherd Hill against St. John's. Uh, You know, it's no one. I hate to be all wishy washy, but everybody going back and forth in this all week. I got to take St. John's though. I think. they're just playing really well right now. And I, I thought I thought Doherty would give them a tougher game, and they blew them out. I think uh, uh, it's tough to beat Shepherd Hill twice this season, especially since they played, you know, you know, series to series with St. John's last time. But I think St. John's is uh, going to be a little bit too tough for them to stop this. So St. John's in D three, D four, Tantasqua, Fitchburg. <sighs> you know, give me Tantasqua. Okay. I, I, as much as I want to take Fitchburg or that defense, uh, I think that's it. I think uh, Tantasqua in the big game and. Uh, I think they, you know, they could. 
I don't know if, they, if Pittsburgh's going to have the bodies to shut them down. I think that's I think Tantas might be too much, but but I mean the Red Raiders are a great team, and that I love their defense. And usually I think they win championships, but. I got like ten tasks. If I had to pick a ticket, I'm taking ten tasks. And in Division Five, uh, Northbridge um, against Oakmont. I, you know what? I, I'm Northbridge had a tough time with South, and I think that's more of a, a testament to how good South was last week. But they also had a lot of turnovers. If they can correct that, and if Boyce plays, I like Northbridge in this game. Mm-hmm. But you know, Oakmont's a really special team. I think that that should be another battle. But I'm taking Northbridge. Just you know, take. I can't. I can't pick against La Chapelle in a playoff game. D six. Kingsboro, Millbury. Give me Millbury. Mil- I think I've Millbury been hiding them all all year. I, I I'm not going to jump, jump off the bandwagon right now. I think Millbury is going to be uh, you know playing that state semifinal next you know next week. I think they're 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 just too good of a team. They've played too well. Uh, I think Kingsboro should be should uh, uh, we'll give them a battle. But I think Millbury comes out at the end. D seven does Valley Tech hand Lester's first loss? No, I think Lester is uh, Narsh to put it on his board right now when he sees it. I think. Uh, I think Leicester is going to be too good, and they've come too far. They want that perfect season. I think this is going to be another uh, another step in that direction. And finally, does Monty Tech uh, win a Central Mass Championship? I like St. Bernard's. I, as much as much as we just talked up Monty Tech last <laughs> in the last five minutes, I like St. Bernard's. Like you said, they're they're playoff tested. They know what it takes to get here, and I think. Uh, I think they have the athletes to match up with what the Bulldogs can throw at them. So it's all chalk all day long. That's right. Right down the line. Right down, yep. That's Jim Wilson. I'm Dave Nordman. We'll see you. Uh, we'll be back here next week, Jim, to talk uh, to talk Central Mass semifinals, Thanksgiving matchups, and all the above. Fresh up my Wakona knowledge. There you go. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.